This is Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, a weekly Hendricks County Icon podcast presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Gus, how you doing today? As keen as mustard. All right. You know, um, with our guest today, who is, is Cameron Johnson, the founder of Dogtona, and our guest last week, uh, Renee Harler of Misty Eyes, uh, this podcast is going to the dogs. <laughs> yes, it you know, is. And I'm, I'm really concerned. <laughs> it, it is. It is. But we're delighted to have well, Cameron. I don't mind. <laughs> we're delighted to have Cameron here uh, today to talk about what I think is one of, uh, and, and I've, I'm not sure there's not an event in Hendricks County I've not been to. Uh, it's but, unique. Yes, but one of the most unique uh, events, particularly for those who love uh, uh, dogs and, and even cats, and, and I think I've even seen a, a, a pig out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hammett. Uh, yeah, at one point. But uh, we want to talk about Dogtona, which is uh, actually uh, Saturday, uh, May no, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, I'm sorry, Sunday, March, or May. Sunday, May 23rd. And um, so, Cameron, take it away. Okay, well, Dogtona is. A love of mine. Um, it was started almost 19 years ago. This is our 19th Dogtona, so it's 19 years ago, uh, by a group that I formed because I thought it was ridiculous that a county our size didn't have a dog park. So this, I put in a little letter to the editor in the flyer. Remember the flyer, Gus? I do remember. <laughs> yes, you do. And a bunch of people showed up and about wanting to get dog parks or a dog park out in the county. Well, that led to us having to figure out how to raise some funds to send out mailers, to do printing. And I said, well, why don't we do something with the dogs because it's for a dog park. And again, one thing led to another, and Dogtona was developed. It has evolved over the years. It started out as spring break at Dogtona. And I always thought it would be neat to have T-shirts that said, my dog went to Dogtona, and all I got was this T-shirt. You know, Because like, it's Daytona, right? Right. It's, 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 it's a take spring off on, break at Daytona. Daytona so right. it's a takeoff on that. Um, that we ended up not doing that, but it was more spring breaking some of the events. And again, to find a location where people don't mind a bunch of dogs coming in was interesting. Our first couple of dog tonas were at the National Guard Armory. I went to like the yeah. first one, I believe. Right. And I think the first one we got the attendance we did because, oh, what, uh, Dick Wolfsey was there promoting his new book, Travels with Barney, or Time with Barney. So I think people came to see he was doing a book signing. And I won't forget it, we had 75 dogs. And I thought that was great. That is great. <laughs> yeah, for the first time, it was really neat. And we'd, we'd had our little, little mini dog show then. And then we outgrew that, and we were able to get into the fairgrounds at the expo hall. Um, Did they allow dogs? Yeah, I was, I was surprised. Yeah, in the expo hall, yeah. We could have the dogs, and we just couldn't take them into the bathroom with us. So we had to have somebody watch the dogs if you had to go to the bathroom. But then we, we were good, uh, usually always in March. And, and then, as, as I told Rick earlier, as the fairgrounds got more popular and more well-known, it was harder to get that date because they were generous enough to charge us practically nothing. Because you don't have any idea what the weather is going to be like. Right, and that's and what I loved about it. We didn't have to worry about the weather, which is what scares me about this year. So we got, got moved around. Like I said, we were always the third Saturday in March. Then we went to January, and they offered us a January event, our time. And 
that really surprised me. It did really well, I think, because people were so tired of being inside right. and they couldn't go anywhere with their dogs. They couldn't do much. And so that has always done really well. Um, and that continues to grow. Last year we had 296 dogs. Now that's paid dogs because you, you get it, the admission fee is $5 per dog. People are free. So I didn't want to um, deter people from coming to look at adoptable dogs or just kind of, you know, someone to look at. And some, again, I go to some of my wonderful experiences, a lady that came in and she didn't have a dog. And she said, she said, I miss my dog and I just wanted to be around dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, nice. So anyway, I said Dogtona was developed to raise money for dog parks. And over the years... So we got the dog parks, right? Well, we have the dog parks now. We had none. We now... Avon was the first one, and we gave them, between the Humane Society, funds earmarked for a dog park. And what we raised at Dogtona, they got over $15,000. Plainfield was the next one to go in, and they didn't need our money. <laughs> Right, you know, Plainfield's doing well with taxes, but they let us put in a doggy, uh, doggy bag station, you know, for the doggy pot station, uh -huh. whatever they call them. Then the the last most recent one was Brownsburg, and we had nine thousand dollars for them. Since the dog parks are pretty well established, except for Danville, mm -hmm. and they said it's on their radar. Um, there was a really <laughs> stern look at that <laughs> microphone. Just in case anybody from Danville is listening. <laughs> Please. Yes, it's on our radar. Whatever. <laughs> How many years this has been on your radar? <laughs> but I, Don't I, hold back, Cameron. No, but I do have to understand that it took seven years before we got any dog parks in Hendricks County, and that was Avon's. Um, so we will still continue to give money to the dog parks. We're setting it aside, but a lot of the money now goes to the Humane Society's General Fund for all the things that they do. Um, I, I mean, I've got these stories about cu customers, people, clients that have come in, and one always brings a tear to my eye. It's oh, I saw a fellow leaving, and he had, it was with his son, and he had one of those rolled up papers because I used to be able to have a, a caricaturist come till he got too well known and wanted too much money and didn't want to just work for what he made there. Right. So I thanked him for coming, and he held the paper up and looked at me and said. We have a memory here. Yeah. I said, yes, that's what Dogtona is about, having fun with the dog. And Dogtona really does adhere also to the Humane Society. One of their mission statements is to strengthening the bond between humans and their pets. Right. And I think... I'm going to cut it short here okay. for just a second. Uh, you're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Cameron Johnson, founder of Dogtona. Cameron, continue. Thank you, Cameron. We just made a million dollars there, oh, so well, thank I'm you. Glad, well, will you want to share it? <laughs> so tell us why. So you charge the dogs because the booths are geared towards the dog? Most of them are. You know, there's some that are just general, like Oprah Weiss used to come. But the the we actually have more not-for-profit booths than we do paid booths. Okay. Um. Our sponsorship is really where most of the money is made. Okay. It's like, for instance, this year, due to everything that's gone on, our booth fee is twenty dollars and twenty-one cents, not the usual fifty. We just didn't want the booth fee oh, that's to, nice. to keep a businesses from being able Who's to sponsoring come. it this year. This year, our, our 
massive sponsor is uh, Danville Vet Hospital, and they have for a couple of years. I was thinking about... Mastiff sponsor being because being it's a top, big dog. A big dog. And then we go down to Great Danes and Golden Retrievers. Uh-huh. And so it's... A Dan- I could huh. maybe afford a Chihuahua. May, well, yeah. <laughs> we don't go that low. Oh, okay. Well... No. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. What dog, well, okay, we want to know about Dogtona and history. I remember one lady who always came with her sister. Her sister was from out of another part of the state or really far away, and her sister would come and bring her dog, and that was their thing to do. They would plan it around Dogtona, their annual get-together. That's nice. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, a lady who came in carrying a leash, and I thought, I wonder if she, you know, maybe she's going to adopt. I said, the adoptables are at the back. And she said, no, I just I don't know if my dog will like this or not. So she looked around and came, I saw her later, and she came in with her dog, and the dog's tail was between his legs, kind of looking around. When they left, that dog's tail was wagging, and they had their picture taken, and I said, yes, mm. yeah. There, it went, in the early years, I mm-hmm. went to the first one over there at the mm-hmm. uh, armory, mm-hmm. and it seemed like there was like things for dogs to do, like jump up or, or like, oh, yeah. you know, walk, <laughs> you know, up ramps and that kind of stuff, just for them to try it and have a right. good time, right? Well, that's why we have eight games for the dogs to play. A couple years ago, one of our volunteers made an A-frame that was just awesome. It's a pain to move, but it's really awesome. And they really enjoy it. Uh, they have to find, we have the pool ball frenzy where they look for treats in a pool of colored balls. Walking on a plank. A lot of dogs don't like to go up and, and walk. Um, the, the two favorites are the lick-off, which is... A <laughs> 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 Do you want me to go uh, farther? Yeah, keep okay. going. Yeah, Gus wants to sponsor the lick-off. <laughs> please! <laughs> um, we have three-sized spoons for different sized dogs, and it's a timed event to see how long it takes your dog to lick peanut butter off of a spoon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's, that's a lot. Most of the volunteers want to work at that one, too, because it, it's just a fun one. And the other um, skilled game is the um, Catch the Gold. And I kind of named that and because it was around the Olympics when we came up with that one. And we tossed cheese cubes. And you see how far back, because we mark off like five feet, ten feet, how far back your dog can go and still catch the cheese cube. Oh, neat. Yeah, so those are our two skilled events. The rest are strictly for fun. Um, the one game is called Search and Rusk Shoe, and that was an homage to the Search and Rescue Dogs. Nice. And that we just hide treats and shoes, and people said, yeah, thanks a lot. They're not supposed to mess with the shoes, you know, whatever. So, so, so 12 to 4? 12 to 4. On May 23rd? Right. And... At the Beef and Dairy Barn? Beef and Dairy Barn. At the, the Harris County Fairgrounds. Yeah. And, and, and talk a little well, bit about the change there, um, Cameron, as mm. to why, you know, it's going to be that way. And, and also, uh, you know, you lucked out last year because this is typically in January. So mm-hmm. you were able to get uh, the, the 2020 uh, edition completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had some time to think about 2021's version. Is there anything other than where it's going to be held it's going to be different this year we will be uh taking the entry fee which is the five dollars per dog from people's cars at, on the road coming in and the roads that you would come in on is the one across from the uh, post office and we'll have we'll have a directional sign and we'll have signs down by the expo hall saying no, go the other way um and we thought that would be a little bit better because people can stand in line and the dogs and then they'll just go right to parking and then they're free to to go to the rest of Dogtona. Um, 
we're going to have our uh, the sheriff's department wants to put on a couple of demos this this year. Our dog show instead of being on a stage will be in the horse arena, so it'll be nice seating if people want to watch that. We are not doing our typical canine cafe, which was for people food. Uh, we used had grilled cheese and hot dogs. We've added the grilled cheese for you know non meat eaters. We're just going to be doing chips, candy, and water at the canine cafe. Because I still want something, the, the whole thing about this is economical, fun time. So people can get a little snack if they want and not spend a lot of money. Again, I go back to one of my experiences. I remember a dad sitting at the table with his family and said, he said, I, I couldn't take the family out to eat for what this, this day has cost. You know, the whole family's eating for what one would pay. And I said, yes, thank you. Uh, but we are having a food truck, custard dogs. How can we not pick custard dogs, right? Right. And they had kind of a little bit um, less expensive menu for people who you know who want something to really eat, or the vendors want something to eat. Uh, again, the the dairy barn is it, it does have a concrete floor. It's not like a barn floor, and it, it's covered, but it's all open sided, so that you know, it'll be lots of fresh air flow. And that's important, isn't it? I mean, well, now it is. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, and and still some. So people won't have to interact, you know, a whole lot with people. They're, mostly they're interacting with their dog, and our volunteers just encourage them to play the different games. You're listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Cameron Johnson, the founder of Dog Tona. And um, another million. Yeah, there you go, uh, Cameron. What um, what's the one thing about Dogtona that, and, and I guess you can think about the work over the years that makes you most proud as founder? That it has grown and more people look forward to it and spending time with their dog. Remember, it's 19 years. People have their first dogs that they used to bring are now gone and people are bringing their new dog yeah that's great yeah i love that part tell <laughs> not us, that their dogs died but <laughs> tell us about your uh, own uh, family tell us about your own dog family well right now i just have cowboy he's an 11 year old mastiff boxer mix who was a, a dog the humane society took in to, to rehome yeah, i'm glad you asked me about him because he was adopted from the animal shelter the family that surrendered him uh, thought they'd got him from us, but the animal shelter said, no, if you can find him a home, that's fine. They had to rehome him because the mother that lived with them, a grandmother or whatever, lived with them, had tripped over him. He's not, he's a big dog. He's not a hyper dog, but she had tripped over him. The the mother, the, the woman in the, in the family was, was horrified, but her husband said, no, cowboy's got to go. But what what really gets me is cowboy was the one who discovered his mother's breast cancer. She, the son went to the, went to the doctor's appointment with his mother, and she said, the dog keeps stiffing my breast. And the doctor said, oh, really? Wow. Let's take a look at that. So what do you do with the dog that's prolonged your mother's life? You get rid of it. Aww. I mean, it's just... Mm. <laughs> 
I, I do, and you know, I understand his con- concern about his mom, but he's he's a great dog. He's he's good with cats. <laughs> he likes to roll my cat. Um, so right now, <laughs> I'm in an in-law apartment at my daughter, so I don't have a whole lot of animals. She said, "Mom, we know you're going to bring <laughs> some dogs." I used to foster primarily Great Pyrenees, and I still have a soft spot for them. Nice. Well, yeah. now tell us about that breed because I don't know much about it. They're uh, they're affectionately known as speed bumps. <laughs> Or couch potatoes, <laughs> so they uh, don't move a lot. They're not really active. They they will roam though. They were they were bred and developed as livestock guardians um, up in the Pyrenees Mountains. So they've got a double dew claw, which would help them grip the mountains. And they're used to thinking on their own. They would guard and protect the sheep and goats for my you know miles and acres and acres however they put big spaces there so you'll see them occasionally out out wet some people have them for with their sheep or their goats um they're one of those protective breeds but they're not going to look for any trouble you know they'll bark once or twice and that's it they're done they're they're not aggressive. They're protective, but not aggressive. And they're very hairy, which is why people see this cute little polar bear cub, and they get it, and they didn't realize it's going to grow up to 60, 70. Mine was 100. The one I ended up keeping when I moved was 128 pounds. And I think 100 wow. pounds of that was probably hair. Wow. <laughs> but they're, they're striking. When dog. you say hair, do you mean hair or do you mean fur? Okay, fur. No, I mean, yeah, I, but uh, I yeah. didn't realize there are dogs that yeah. have hair, right? And yes. they don't yeah. shed as much, right? right? So you, then those are the ones that need to be groomed. So you, you're either getting grooming expenses or hair or all over. Hair all over. Yeah, my daughter got me a pillow that says, no outfit is complete without dog hair. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so, so, so tell us about being a foster. Tell us about because okay. uh, uh, you you have to. How many dogs did you go through? Well, in a year? I used to have six or eight, and the through the eight years that I was blessed to be able to do it, I had forty three dogs, and that's not really a lot. But a Pyrenees is not like a cute little beagle or something. You know, you need a special family for them. So sometimes I would have them a year. One I had over two years because she had come from a puppy mill and was a, a mess. I mean, she was emotionally a mess. Psychologically. Yeah. yeah. Um, fostering people say, well, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get rid of them. I said, but you're doing it for them. They need someplace to, to be loved and to be cared for until they can find another forever home unless they've come from a like a hoarding situation or something. And you, I, I remember writing letters, and I would call and write letters all about the dog and crying. <laughs> One day I was working at CVS, and I got a call from the Alpha of uh, Great Pyrenees Rescue, and she said someone was coming to adopt one of my dogs. I said, no, I haven't said goodbye. <laughs> so I left work early. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it's hard. Sure, it's hard when you, when you give them up. But you're doing it for them. If I had tried to keep every dog that I had, I mean, look, I told you I had 43. That right. I, I, you can't keep them all. That's not fair to them. They deserve their own home. They don't deserve to be with seven or eight other dogs. So I guess I don't understand why fosters are breed-specific. Well, it's it's because there are fosters who are not, like like Misty Eyes was here. They're, they're not breed-specific. Creekside Rescue isn't breed-specific. 
but there are there is a rescue group for just about every breed you can think of because breeders keep breeding. I know, but why do you <laughs> why do you foster Great Pyrenees only? Probably I mean, because it, she understands the breed. Well, no, I had had one. Do you have a, like a dog toys that Great Pyrenees love, no. or do you have a place for them to lay that they like? Yeah, or? my couch, my floor, my bed. <laughs> wherever my when i had the house my air ducts where i couldn't breathe when you know the, the fans no it, it's just um it's just so aggravating and these breeders are, well i know where every one of my dogs go they all go to good homes and i say okay why don't you microchip them and when they get picked up or they're surrendered we'll take them back to you right because they if there was if every one of them went to a good home why are they in shelters Right. Why are they on the road? Right. It makes no sense. Absolutely. It, it's You've been listening to Hendricks County Conversations with Rick Myers and Gus Piercy, presented by Abstract and Title and Hendricks Power Cooperative. Our guest today is Cameron Johnson, the founder of Dogtona, which will be May 23rd this year. Um, Cameron, a parting shot. Anything that we've not asked you uh, today that you'd like to... Let our listeners know. Well, I just wanted them to know that for those who have come before, um, we are still having our Any Dog Dog Show. We are not having the Leave It competition because people get too close together for that, and we're still kind of you know trying to be COVID responsible. And the talent, the Clever Pet Tricks show will, or part of the show, will be included in the dog show as talent. So that I think that's good for them to and know. And then there's the bathing suit. Well, yes, the best dress. That's right. the best dressed. Okay, uh, all right. We have best dressed, best singer, kisser, best ears, best tail, most naturally colorful. <laughs> because I didn't want people dyeing their dogs of like an American flag, and then the talent part. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Hey, Cameron, thanks so much for joining us today, and uh, thank you for. Creating an event that, uh, again, I think is just one of the best in, in Hendricks County. And uh, good luck with this year's show. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity.